بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد. Last week we were discussing a ruku from Surah Naml where Allah Jalla Jalalu spoke about the people of Sayyidina Lut alayhi salam who were guilty of homosexuality and eventually towards the end of the ruku Allah Jalla Jalalu spoke about the terrible punishment which was inflicted on them where stones were rained down from the sky. And it destroyed the people of Lut except those who were believers, they were saved from this punishment. Bismillah rahman rahim So we're beginning with uh, Ruku number 5. And in the beginning of Ruku number 5, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us a very important lesson. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillah rahman rahim Wa sallallahu ala nabiyil ummi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَىٰ Say, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Alhamdulillah, praise, all praises due to Allah, وَسَلَامٌ عَلَىٰ عِبَادِهِ الَّذِينَ اصْطَفَىٰ And peace and blessings upon his slaves, upon Allah's slaves, those whom he has chosen. The Mufassirin mentioned here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he should say and he should praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he should also send salutations upon the Anbiya. The slaves that Allah has chosen are actually referring to the Anbiya. There is a mention here, There's a very beautiful message and very beautiful uh, um, note to take uh, regarding our adab in speaking. How beautiful our speech should be and how, how much of adab we should have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, in speech. They say that Allah started off this ruku by, by telling Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to praise Allah and to send salutations upon the Anbiya. So the message here that we take is that when we, as, uh, uh, when we are speaking to people, when we are speaking dini talks, when we are doing khutbahs, when we are doing bayans, when we are just giving normal speeches, and I think this can be implied in schools, in schools as well. When we are giving speeches or whatever it is, that we should always begin in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending salutations upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Anbiya alayhi wa salatu wa salam. Allahu khayrun amma yushrikun. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better or those whom you, or those who they ascribe partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Subhanallah. So, in the last verse of the previous ruku, Allah Jalla Jalalu spoke about the punishment that was rained upon those people who were guilty of the sin during the time of Lut And in this ruku, when Allah is telling Rasulullah how to address the disbelievers of Makkah, the ruku starts off by praising Allah. Now, you normally praise Allah as a sign of gratitude. The ulama say, and the fact that Allah destroyed the people who were spreading immodesty on earth, for that you have to praise Allah and thank Allah, because Allah removed the wrong elements from the earth. Now Allah continues to tell Rasulullah to say to the people, Amman khalaqa samawati wal ard. For is um, Allah khayrun amma yushrikun? Is Allah better or those whom they ascribe partners to Allah? Are those people better than Allah? Then Allah says, Amman khalaqa samawati wal ard. Or is the one who created the skies and the earth. Wa anzala lakum minas samai ma'a. And sent for you waters from the skies. Is he better? Or whoever they ascribing partners to Allah Jalla Jalalu better? 
So this is an important point that Allah is telling Rasulullah to ask them these rhetorical questions. See, so it is rhetorical questions, but at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving proof of his wahdaniyat, of his unity and his uh, existence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَأَنْبَتْنَا بِهِ حَدَائِقَ ذَاتَ بَهْجَةٍ So as you mentioned, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah sent down the rains from the sky, فَأَنْبَتْنَا بِهِ And by means of those rains, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused to grow حَدَائِقَ Such gardens, ذَاتَ بَهْجَةٍ That has magnificence and beauty in them. مَا كَانَ لَكُمْ أَن تُنْبِتُوا شَجَرَهَا It's not for you, it's not for insan, it's not even fathomable for insan to make something grow, to make trees grow. أَإِلَاهُمْ مَعَ اللَّهِ How can they be? Allah is asking rhetorically, is there a Lord, a deity worthy of worship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Meaning, it can only be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can grant us such things. بَلْهُمْ قَوْمُ يَعْدِلُونَ these people who are disbelieving these musrikeen in Makkah, they are a nation of people who create equals. So there is no equal to Allah. There is no deity who can rule with Allah. These are the equals that the people of Makkah create. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is continuing from the previous verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better or, the one, or those that they uh, ascribe partners to? The one who, the one who did what? Made the earth settled. And he made between it rivers. And he put in it, he put for the earth uh, mountains. وَجَعَلَ لَهَا رَوَاسِيَ And Allah put mountains in it. وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَ الْبَحْرَيْنِ حَاجِزًا And He created between the two seas a barrier. We know the barrier of fresh water and salt water. أَإِلَاهُمْ مَعَ اللَّهِ Is there a deity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yeah, is there a deity with Allah jalla jalalu? بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Most of them, they have no understanding, they have no idea. There can be no deity with Allah Jalla Jalalu. Amma yujibul muttarra ita da'ah. Or the one, again, back to this question, Allahu khayrun amma yushrikun. Whoever they are ascribing as partners to Allah, can that be better than Allah? Because Allah is the one. Amma yujibul muttarra ita da'ahu. Allah is the one who responds to the distressed one when the distressed one calls upon Allah Jalla Jalalu. Now this is an amazing quality of Allah. Why is it an amazing quality of Allah? Because Allah responds to all du'as. But particularly the du'a of a, uh, a distressed person is a du'a which Allah Jalla Jalalu will answer. Because this person will be calling on to Allah with absolute desperation and sincerity. And most definitely his du'a will be accepted. There are certain circumstances where du'a is never rejected. Rasulullah told us an oppressed person. He's in distress. He's an oppressed person. If he makes a du'a against his oppressor, even if he's a disbeliever, Allah Jalla Jalal will accept the du'a. The du'a of a traveler is under adverse circumstances. If this person makes a du'a, his du'a will always be accepted. The du'a of a father against his son, because he is in a circumstance where his son is oppressing him, he is a distressed person. There is no veils between him and Allah, and Allah Jalla Jalalu will accept his du'a. So Allah is the one who accepts du'as, but more so, Allah is highlighting that he accepts the du'as of a distressed person, 
when he calls upon Allah Jalla Jalalu. So Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us a dua that a distressed person should make. And if anybody is going through any difficulty or any distress and he's been calling on Allah, use these words that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us. Allahumma rahmataka arju. Oh Allah, I have hope in your mercy. Fala takilni ila nafsi. Oh Allah, don't leave me on my own. Even for the duration of a blink of an eyelid, don't leave me on my own. Meaning, oh Allah, you be with me. Oh Allah, you support me. Oh Allah, you assist me. Never leave me to myself. And oh Allah, you set right all of my affairs. La ilaha illa ant. Oh Allah, there is no deity worthy of worship besides you. So let me just repeat it. Allahumma rahmataka arju. Oh Allah, I have hope in your mercy. فَلَا تَكِلْنِي إِلَىٰ نَفْسِي Oh Allah, don't leave me on my own or to rely on myself. طَرْفَةَ عَيْنِ Even for the duration of a blink of an eye. وَاسْلِحْ لِي شَأْنِي كُلَّهِ And oh Allah, set right all of my affairs. لَا إِلَىٰهَ إِلَىٰ أَنْتِ Oh Allah, there is no deity besides you. When it comes to the du'as of someone who is in difficulty, Imam Nawawi has in his kitab, Kitabul uh, Adhkar, many, many hadith related to what to say when you are in the time of difficulty. And he also mentions that a lady that's giving birth or that's going through the pains of, of, uh, of labor, she should also read this here. And he's got very easy ones, very simple ones, and what you've mentioned is also there. He says there's a hadith related by Anas radiallahu anhu. He says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said that when a person is going under any adversity, any difficulty, should just simply say, Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum bi rahmatika astaghir. Hayyu Ya Qayyum bi rahmatika astaghir. It's very short, it's very simple. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said that when you, are at, when you find yourself in adversity, when you find yourself in, in, in difficulty, then read what or say what my brother Yunus said when he was in the stomach of the whale, in the belly of the whale. La ilaha illa ant, subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. Simple as that. La ilaha illa ant, subhanaka inni kuntu min al-zalimeen. Then Allah continues in this verse, وَيَكْشِفُ السُّوءُ And Allah is the one who removes evil. وَيَجْعَلُكُمْ خُلَفَاءَ الْأَرْضِ and Allah is the one who appointed you as his deputy on earth. What does it mean that Allah has appointed you as a deputy on earth? Allah has empowered you with the power and the knowledge to implement his laws. As the deputies of Allah on earth, it is our mandate to fulfill the laws of Allah Jalla Jalalu and make sure it's implemented. One of the signs of Allah is that Allah has empowered us by making us his deputies on earth. Shakir, can you just can you just repeat that you broke off a little while? Okay, so after we're saying وَيَجْعَلُكُمْ خُلَفَاءَ الْأَرْضِ أَيْلَاهُمَّ اللَّهِ Is there any deity worthy of worship with Allah? قَلِيلًا مَّا تَذَكَّرُونَ There are very, very few who actually take heed of these lessons which Allah Jalla Jalalu is mentioning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further says أَمَّا يَهْدِيكُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ 
is those who you worship or is those that you take as diet is better or is the one who yahdikum fi dhulumatil barri wal bahar the one who guides you in the lands and in the oceans out of the in the darknesses of the lands and the oceans wa may yursilu riyah bushran bayna yaday rahmati and he is the one who sends down or sends the winds as a clear tiding for you in front of his mercy what does this mean here? So ulama mentioned here, the Mufassirin mentioned here, that the winds come in front of Allah's mercy. Generally, before rain comes, uh, the wind comes. So Allah is saying here that wind comes, and after the wind, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, rain comes. So if you want to get the, rain, the, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you must put your costume on when it's raining. Subhanallah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any deity worthy of worship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Ta'ala Allahu amma yushrikun. Allah is far greater than that which they ascribe partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, in the beginning of this verse, Allah said that He is the one who guides you in the darkness of the earth, in the darkness of the ocean. In here, Allah is highlighting His power through His elements of navigation that Allah has created. So on earth, Allah has created landmarks. When we are in the urban areas, we look at street names, we look at uh, we look at uh, suburb names, we look at house numbers, and these type of things navigate uh, allow us to navigate. And this is a sign of the greatness of Allah Jalla Jalalu. But when I travel through rural Malawi, in those areas, there aren't street names, there aren't house numbers, and it was very interesting to hear how the people navigate and give you direction. So they tell you continue straight until the big three. When you see the, 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 the what do you call it, a borehole pump, then turn left. After that, you'll see a field of cows, then turn right. And then we see that, okay, we use this, so rarely do we use these terms of direction. But in the rural lands, Allah has created these landmarks in order for people to gain direction and find their way home. Then the navigation in the ocean. How is Allah made it that a person finds his direction in the ocean when there are no landmarks? And sometimes the person will look at certain points in the ocean and he'll see no he'll see no land at all for that matter. Allah has created the stars as a means of navigation. So even in the darkness of the ocean, a person can look towards the sky the sky and there's less lighting in the ocean and he'll have a clear view of the sky and that would assist him assist him with navigating direction, and that is the sign of the greatness of Allah Jalla Jalalu. Now Allah continues, still responding to, Allahu khayrun amma yushrikun, whoever they are worshipping, can that, or ascribing partners to Allah, can that being be better than Allah? Because Allah is, Allah is the one who initiated creation, from the beginning of creation, it was Allah who initiated the existence of creation. And Allah is the one who will return the creation. After the trumpet is blown on the day of Qiyamah, this earth will cease to exist. Yet, when the trumpet is blown again for us to gather on the plains of reckoning, the earth will exist again because we will rise up from our graves. So Allah is the one who initiated it, and Allah is the one who will return it once again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala further says, who is the one that sustains you from the heavens and the earth? Is there any deity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? 
If you are truthful, then bring forth your proofs. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in all this, these ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expounds of five proofs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is uh, alone in his existence. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking them, I've brought my proofs, can you bring your proofs? And in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's proofs, Allah even mentions in the previous verse, that he's the one that initiated the, 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 the creation and he will re- return the creation back to the way it was. So uh, Imam Zamakhshari mentions that um, how, can, how can it be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing them a proof of them uh, returning from the grave after they die? But they don't even believe in it. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning it to him? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Imam Zamakshari answers by saying that throughout all the proofs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them, it's almost as if when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was speaking to them that they started believing that they're going to return. Subhanallah. So doubt. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here, Okay, you carry on. You carry on. Okay, Say, O Nabi of Allah, that nobody knows the unseen things in the skies and the earth besides Allah. And they don't even have a realization of when they will be resurrected. They don't even know when Qiyamah is. All of this is in the unlimited knowledge of Allah Jalla Jalalu. So that's the same message that Imam Zamakshari mentions that they didn't believe it initially that we're ever going to be resurrected. Now they don't know when we're going to be resurrected. None of us know that. So that means that throughout the proofs, they started believing that we're going to be resurrected again. Mm. And their the knowledge amounts to ignorance in the Akhirah regarding the Akhirah. And now they're sitting in doubt regarding the Akhirah. Allah says, that the, the knowledge regarding the Akhirah amounts to nothing. In fact, they are in doubt regarding it. But truthfully, regarding the Akhirah, they are totally blind. Mm-hmm. You know one beautiful point that I read about this, Meaning the knowledge related to matters of the Akhirah is not complete, it's deficient. It's like a rope when you're putting it into a well, but the rope is too short and the bucket is not even reaching the water. It's insufficient, it's, it's incomplete. But if you recite this verse according to another Qira'ah, the translation you will get from it is that the knowledge related to the Akhirah will be complete on Qiyamah. So, they don't have complete knowledge of the Akhirah. But on the day of Qiyamah, when they see things, then their knowledge will be complete. So throughout this Ruku, they are denying. The Ruku before they are denying. Allah is mentioning stories, they are denying. But be, oh, lo and behold, on the day of Qiyamah, when they see the reality of Qiyamah in front of them, then their knowledge will be complete. They are in doubt regarding matters of Qiyamah. But the reality is they are actually blind towards the reality of Qiyamah because these are real examples that Allah has given us till this point. You have to be seriously blind 
not to see the reality of the day of Qiyamah.